This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? If you're looking for a used car, truck, van, SUV, crossover, maybe even a motorcycle, go to rbcarcompany.com. All right. Uh, Michigan judge, federal judges reinstated a Michigan County voting fraud case after the county clerk had dismissed it. Hmm. These are those stories that, of course, they don't bother continuing to tell you about uh, this week, which is, well, I mean, this is a story from Sunday. It was updated, I guess, Sunday. This week, Judge Kevin Eisenheimer issued a two, two separate orders to immediately reinstate the Antrim County election fraud case, ruling the clerk's non-service dismissal was improper. Now, Antrim County was the county that flipped the votes from Republicans to Democrats. And um, it was more than 5,000 votes. Okay. Now it started off with it just being a couple of hundred. And then it, it just steadily, as everything went forward, we ended up finding out that it was thousands of votes. So again, they got national attention for that. Um, well, they, okay. Let's be, let's be honest. They got national attention from alternative media and major media kind of ignored the story. <laughs> they did everything they can, everything they can to pretend that it really wasn't a big deal. And then what was interesting about the Antrim County situation, they tried to say, oh, it was just in Antrim County, and it was a, an employee error, just a worker error, but the problem was that wasn't true. It wasn't a worker error. Um, it was apparently a machine error. And then that same issue duplicated itself in several other counties across the country. So it was interesting when this played out that everybody would just kind of ignore that there might be an issue with these machines because clearly there were an issue with the machines. All right. Uh, Antrim County Clerk Cheryl Guy dismissed the case without notice. According to reports, Guy claimed the computer malfunction was entirely her fault, resulting in a 7,048 vote swing when only Nearly 16,000 votes were cast. So again, uh, uh, Cheryl Guy, but it's my fault. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Let's see. I do think I know what happened. Guy said, I believe that when we got a new flash drive, we should have pulled all of our jurisdictions back and reprogrammed them. We did not do that. Guy has been listed as a material witness in the case and is being charged with receiving and maintaining court records. In the meantime, activists have raised alarms for another incident of voter fraud in the state where one county had more voters registered than eligible citizens in that county. Another story that they said was fake news on the national media, but it is not fake news. It's very, very real. Uh, the reality is that Michigan's voter rolls are inflated, and they have been inflated for some time, said Jason Sneed, the executive director of the Honest Elections Project. In fact, a year ago... We did a data analysis and pointed out to state officials that there are records in a number of counties that had more registered voters than voting age eligible citizens in those counties. Now, this we have to pause here for just a second, because what you inevitably run into is you run into uh, a situation where <clears throat> people who don't really know about this might be casual observers 
And then they run into the headlines from a dishonest media is trying to cover all of this up or, and for the record, I don't think that it's always the media is just ignorant themselves. I think that they're actively trying to cover this up in some of these national programs. This has been a long-standing issue in Michigan. It is one that has been complained about by Democrats. It is one that has been complained about by local state officials under previous uh, gubernatorial administrations. It is obviously being complained about by Republicans now, but this is something that goes back many, many election cycles where we have an issue with several counties in Michigan where there are more registered voters than there are eligible voters in the county. It's not new. This is a very real problem. This goes into my idea that the voter roll should be purged every eight years, right? You, you, you get two presidential cycles, that's it, and then everybody comes off the voter rolls. And you have got to get back on the voter rolls, and you have basically two years to do that before the next election. You know, obviously there'll be runoff elections and things like that that will have to have some, uh, ex, you know, some extenuating circumstances of the legislature that will handle that. But generally speaking, you purge those voter rolls every eight years, and then you get back on the voter rolls. That gets rid of anybody who moved out of the state, gets rid of anybody who's passed away, gets rid of anybody who has lost their right to vote, uh, and then hopefully the voter rolls are more accurate more up-to-date, well, I guarantee you they will be, and that will create less opportunity for fraud. You know, somebody moves away, they move to a different state, but they stay registered in that state, somebody can use that registration to cast a fake ballot, and it happens all the time. We, we talk about this for a number of years on this program, but it's very difficult to spot. It's very difficult to actually identify. As I said, most voter fraud is pretty much impossible to to point out, even though we know it happens. You have to catch it on camera. So again, uh, the Antrim County thing has been reinstated. Um, and the idea that, <laughs> that this was just a clerical error, it never did make any sense. We talked about it not making sense back then. And sure enough, uh, judge agrees with me. Then we've got this. Biden signed an executive order. And I don't know how many of you have seen this, but Biden signed an executive order to provide voting access to citizens in federal custody. So you've got H.R. 1, you've got all the voting problems of this election, the voting problems of two years ago, the voting problems of four years ago, the voting problems of 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. You get it all of those years ago. Then you got H.R. 1, and then you've got this. Usurper Joe signed an executive order on Sunday that includes a provision to provide voting access to U.S. citizens in federal custody. The order will promote voting access to allow all eligible Americans to participate in our democracy. Okay. <laughs> the order directs all federal agencies to propose a strategic plan on how to improve voter registration and participation. All plans required to be submitted within 200 days to the usurper. The order will also provide voting access and education to citizens in federal custody, according to the White House release. All right. Additionally, the executive order will modernize vote.gov, make recommendations to improve voting access to people with disabilities and those in the military, according to Politico. The military is doing their own thing. They're, they're testing out blockchain voting right now. And it'll be interesting to see how it works out for them. They're going to give it a few election cycles and 
and see how it works. Because uh, one of the big issues with the military voting, and I said, you know, leading up to this election, ask any member of the military how mail-in ballots are. <laughs> they, they, they all have stories, every one of them. And 90% of the time, one of the things you're going to run into is members of the military have been around for any length of time. We'll tell you, we know our vote doesn't get count. We know that we send them off. They're never going to get counted. So it's, you know, they do it. They go through the process because what if, but uh, generally speaking, the unspoken, well, <laughs> the not publicly spoken, but amongst themselves, often spoken mantra is they know that their vote isn't going to get counted. And they often aren't. It also requires federal agencies to notify states about the ways in which they can do more to increase voter registration. Stop running idiots. Maybe people would care about the process more if the process wasn't so jacked up and the people running in that process weren't so mental. Maybe people would be more incentivized to vote then. Perhaps, perhaps, okay? Maybe the the policy that both parties have had of demonizing the other party and sowing the seeds of hate for your neighbor... Maybe if they didn't do that, more people would want to participate in the electoral process instead of just avoiding it altogether because they're tired of fighting with people. Now, obviously, causing that outrage, turning the other political party into the enemy, what that does is solidifies your base and your money-making potential with donations. But I don't know how well it really does with voter turnout. The fear model... You know, it, it can only go so far until people realize, hey, you're making the same claims that you made decades ago, and they've never come true, even when the election didn't go your way. So why should I buy into it now? There's still a the lowest common denominator, a significant chunk of the population that falls for this garbage every single time, and they are all on Twitter, every single one of them. It also requires federal agencies to notify states about the ways in which they can do more to increase voter registration Every eligible voter should be able to vote and have that vote counted by said, uh, let's see, if you have the best ideas, you have nothing to hide, let the people vote. Uh, it, everybody wants the people to vote. They, they just want the legal people to vote. You know, it, to me, I always find this interesting because you have no constitutional right to vote for president. Now, you obviously have constitutional right to vote for some things. But you have no constitutional right to vote for president. It doesn't exist. But isn't it interesting that they use the, the Constitution as an argument to make sure that everybody, even if they're incarcerated, gets an opportunity to vote. But they are doing everything they can to take away law-abiding people's ability to own firearms. Isn't that interesting? You're expanding one thing based on a premise that is partly false, that you have a right to do it, while taking away something you undeniably have a universal right to do by claiming you don't have that right. That's their platform in a nutshell. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. 
I've told you about FanDuel for a while now, and uh, you know I I love I love fights, right? So I'm a big MMA fan, and uh, I increased my bet totals 600 percent with FanDuel over the weekend with the UFC. So and, and I'm also from Las Vegas. I don't bet big. Okay, it's just it's one of those things where you do it to have fun. You in, you put a little skin in the game, that sort of thing. But others obviously bet more than that. But um, yeah, I, I made six hundred percent over my entry fees uh, over the weekend with FanDuel Sportsbook. So I got a nice little boost to my uh, my wallet on the app. And here's the thing, I, you know, they give you so many different ways to win that as long as you're paying attention, you should do pretty good on FanDuel. So you go to FanDuel's app, you download the app, use my promo code Casey when you get signed up. And right now, FanDuel is letting you place your very first bet risk-free up to $1,000. So just bet on anything. NBA, NHL, NASCAR, they've uh, they've added a couple of different uh, video game things on there now. Really whatever you want to do. Place that bet. If you win, you get to keep, keep the money. If you lose, you get refunded up to $1,000 in site credit back if you don't win. Really is that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Download FanDuel Sportsbook. Use my promo code, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code, Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. What else do we have here? There is seriously so much stuff. I was telling you this last year, um, or last last <laughs> last week. I was telling you last week that everybody's running around and telling you that it's a slow news cycle. No, it is not. This this news cycle is crazy. It is so busy. I don't know why anybody is trying to say that this is uh, some kind of a slow news cycle because it clearly is not. I ran into this story. Most of you know that. Um, you know, I, I like to look out for men as much as I possibly can, and I'm actually considering doing some things going forward um, which would help men. And maybe, maybe the pack effort that we're talking about might be a part of that. If you don't know about the the pack that we're thinking about starting, don't worry about it. Uh, if it if it gets off the ground, we'll we'll obviously let everybody know. But a father has been denied interim custody of his kids because he's an anti-masking activist. So because he doesn't, <clears throat> he doesn't believe that the masks work, which the science says they don't. And we'll get to another mask study uh, here in a little bit. Um, he has been denied his children. His children. Ontario Supreme Court Justice George W. King ruled that the man's views of coronavirus suggest that he would not take sufficient precautions to ensure the safety of his children during the pandemic. The same children who are not at great risk during the pandemic. The health and welfare of the children, and by extension their principal caregiver, should not be jeopardized because of his public behavior and promotion of his opinions, according to Justice King's decision. Okay, Justice King... What about the virologists and infectious disease experts who keep telling you we might actually be spreading COVID with masks? What about them? Some world-renowned names that are on that list have gone over many times on this show. I have concluded that the respondent's behavior is dictated by his worldview. For the record, this judge has no qualifications here. I want to make that crystal clear. Everything else is subordinate to that view including but not limited to 
His love for his children. Wow. This is how people lose it and go after judges. This type of ruling right there. His behavior is dictated by his worldview, and his worldview is more important than the love of his children. Love for his children, I should say. The father was said to have previously posted his doubts around COVID-19 and participated in anti-lockdown events in the city. The long-term effects of the pandemic and of delayed treatment to persons and health conditions is currently immeasurable, Justice King wrote. All of this has occurred while a percentage of our population, including the man, continue to deny the existence, significance, or impact of COVID-19. Um, no. What this judge believes about masks is scientifically and factually demonstrably false. What this judge believes about lockdowns is demonstrably and factually false and is backed up by literally all of the peer-reviewed research on both of those counts. So the dad is right scientifically and medically. The judge isn't, but the judge's opinion, and this is where things get interesting. The judge says the man's opinion about COVID is why he shouldn't have his kids around and is dangerous and is more important to him than the love for his children, which is a horrendously stupid thing to say. And let's be honest, if you said that in a bar, you get popped. Any 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 self-respecting dad would have beat the tar out of somebody who said that to them. But this judge feels like he can do it because he's got a robe. They have robes in Canada, right? Who cares? It's Canada. They're irrelevant. But this judge's opinion, not based on any science, that opinion is influential and powerful enough to strip a father from his children. Even though the judge's opinion is not based on any science at all. Talk about egos. Throwing your ego around while complaining about somebody else's ego. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Happy Monday. Yeah, I know. Mondays suck. But the weather is amazing. And there's nothing like having 60-some-odd degree weather for the first time of the year and for you having to go to work. <laughs> uh, if you got a motorcycle, I would get out there today if you can. But um, I am going to get some quality pipe and uh, cigar time later today. And hang out outside. That's what I'm going to do while I finish up a holster. All right. I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. So I want to talk a little bit about Washington, D.C. capital security because even Democrats are starting to say, yo, this is getting stupid. And it is, clearly. Last last was Friday, I think we talked about uh, Congressman Banks said it's time to bring Indiana troops home. And we went over everything that's been happening with the food situation and all of that. It's it's a it's a mess over there. But the reality is there isn't any threats and there isn't any reason for them to be there. That's the thing. This is all political theater. It is all designed to prop up a regime that I think is crystal clear in the knowledge that Biden is not all there. 
Uh, I played a montage on the live stream that I put together today that I'll be uploading to all of my video channels, Rumble and Odyssey and that sort of stuff to, later today. It just kind of highlights just the past week of crazy stuff the guy has said. And then I also threw in a little Nancy Pelosi and Chris Cuomo too, because uh, why not? But what's interesting is that Friday on MSNBC, this is Andrea Mitchell reports, Representative Eleanor Holmes, now uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, excuse me, is a Democrat from D.C., stated that some of the security precautions for the Capitol are, quote, approaching being overdone. Yeah, you think? It's been overdone, well, since January 7th. Let's let's be honest. We really can't keep being afraid of our own capital, in our own capital, of our own people. Now, I'm sure that there is a bit of historical wisdom there, that if you... If you are afraid in your own capital of your own people, you're probably a tyrant. Now, just generally speaking, people who are loved and fair and honest and decent and good don't sit in the capital of their nation afraid of their own subjects. That just generally, and I know that we're not subjects, okay, I'm just throwing it out there as, as a little uh, illustration, but generally speaking... If you're in the Capitol and you're afraid of your own citizens, it's because you done messed up. Norton especially criticized the House adjourning on Thursday, stating that we have to get back uh, back to the Capitol that we've known, and we're not going to do that if we continue to have a March 4th where the House adjourns and nothing happened. Right. I gave the the accurate analogy on Friday of, once again, you've got a a cult leader who says, hey, the world is going to end on this date, so everybody goes to the cliff hoping to ascend. Nothing happens. Uh, He looks at his his calendar, his notes. Oh, my gosh, I'm such a dunce. I forgot to carry the one, and we got the wrong date. we got to come back next year at this date, and then we'll ascend. You come back the next year, and then nothing happens again. At that point, most people are like, all right, this dude's a quack. We're out of here, but a few people will hang on. Then the next year, same thing, nothing happens. And then at that point, you've lost your flock, right? So that's kind of what's been happening here. Everything happened on, on January 6th. That happened, obviously. Um, it just didn't happen the way that the media is portraying it. And then there was, oh, well, there's an inauguration threat. No, there wasn't. The, the, own, the government's own threat assessment said there wasn't. Oh, then there's an impeachment trial threat. No, there wasn't. No threat assessment showed that there was a credible threat there either. Oh, March 4th, uh, QAnon, Q and the Anons are going to come and take take over the Capitol and inaugurate Trump. Nobody had ever even heard of that. It's not a thing. We mocked it on the show. Like, it's this is totally, it's bogus. And what happened? Nothing. So what was the response from the Democrats? Oh, we screwed up. It's not March 4th, it's March 20th. Our bad. So we <laughs> you got to stay here until the 20th. And while you're at it, can you just extend your deployments for another couple of months and then maybe through the fall too? Right. Now what's what seems to be the correlation? Well, we got a couple of things, right? <clears throat> You've got clearly somebody who is pretending to be president whose mind is gone. Not there. And if you have paid any attention at all to what Biden has said 
yes, said over the past two weeks, you're, it's clearly getting worse. We might very well. Somebody called me, I think a month or two ago, and mentioned the um, that old movie where they they found a one of the presidential impersonators, and they actually made him the president for a while. And uh, and then the you know the real president was actually like in a coma. I forget what it was. Dave is that what it was? Dave, I think it was. Um, the movie, Dave, and. I don't know who a Biden impersonator is. I haven't seen a Biden impersonator, but. Uh, so Norton then said, well, I'd certainly rather have the guard than the fencing, which, of course, they've now improved the fence. And as long as the guard is here based on credible intelligence, I, of course, have no objection to that. But there isn't any credible intelligence. That's the thing. But look what we've just had. March 4th, we were told. Indeed, the House adjourned because of the threats about March 4th. Even had Republicans out there going, there's definitely going to be violence today. This is a credible threat. Nothing happened. Four people showed up. They were tourists or family members. We really can't keep being afraid in our own capital of our own people. So I think some of this is approaching being overdone. Yeah, no kidding. Good for her, by the way, for standing up and saying this. Um, she's 100% right. But like I said, you know, look at look at what the... What is the correlation here? You obviously got Biden, doesn't have his mind. There's still voter fraud cases. There's still voter fraud cases out there. And the Democrats are sitting there. This is my opinion now, my analysis. The Democrats are sitting there going, we cannot send the National Guard home and risk one of these cases going Trump's way. Because then we're going to have a problem. That's what I think. People keep asking me, why are they still there? That's the real reason I think they're still there. They're going to try and keep them there as much as possible to prop up this regime because there's still pending cases. And until there are no pending cases, and yeah, I do think that that's why the Supreme Court is not taking some of these cases. Because they know if they analyze these cases, they're going to have to rule in a way that is either going to expose them for not being honest and not doing their job, or they're going to rule in a way that corroborates some of the claims made by Trump and his allies. And if you do that, there's going to be a whole host of people who are like, whoa, we were defrauded. And that's why they don't want to take the case. Casey, that sounds like conspiracy stuff here. Well, okay. Whatever. I'm not the one that has a trending hashtag named after every fake conspiracy that I've been throwing out there, like the Blue Anon thing that is now out there, which is amazing, by the way. So Blue Anon, if you're not familiar with this, I had a couple of people on the live stream, but wait, what is Blue Anon? Blue Anon is essentially where you're taking all of these left-wing conspiracy theorists, basically all of MSNBC and all of CNN and all of their allies and who've been pushing these fake conspiracy theories now for how many years... More than four, folks. I know that they've been really ramped up in four years, but more than four years. And that's now Blue Anon conspiracy theories because, obviously, the QAnon thing. It is the equivalent of that for Democrats. So Blue Anon, is, they're starting to document all of this stuff. It's absolutely glorious. I've told you before, CNN is the conspiracy news network. And I know some of you don't want to part ways with the Clinton News Network, as old and dated as that is. But it is 100% the Conspiracy News Network. 
We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Stock 95.3, Michiana's news channel. So I am officially back at the gym and my shoulder where I tore that, uh, I think it was the rotator cuff that got torn, um, never, never properly treated, uh, not happy with me. So the all natural CBD lotion came out, <laughs> was rubbed on the shoulder and it worked. It just like it always does on that shoulder, it worked. Okay. Even after after a, a light gym workout, just easing back into it. And look, obviously fibromyalgia, arthritis, minor aches and pains. You tweak your neck or your back or something like that here and there. This stuff is great for that. But also if you're an athlete and you just have your routine muscle soreness after working out or a particularly hard, you know, scrimmage or something like that, this stuff works for that too. It's just, you know, minor relief of pain. And it works quickly, usually within a couple of minutes. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use my promo code, KC10. I recommend just get the 1,000 milligram bottle. You can get it in lavender or unscented. Uh, 250 and 500 are fine, but there's nothing wrong with getting 1,000 and it works better. So just go to allnaturalcbd.org. Promo code, KC10. All right. Our beloved Joe, it's your birthday today. How old are you now? So, so you can get pot in Michigan now. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I heard you, but you weren't on the air. Okay. Um, so you are now officially 21 years old, which yes. means today, if you so choose, you may go out and <clears throat> have your very first drink. Yes. My very uh, first drink. <clears throat> Allegedly, his very first drink. <laughs> he still he still swears up and down that he's been a good boy. Mm-hmm. So I will just go along with it for the sake of argument. Have you heard about this Bill Joe in California that would actually ban boys and girls sections in stores? Have you heard about this? I have not. All right. So kids clothes, no boys and girls section. Kids toys, no boys and girls section. Right? Now... Follow along with my logic here because I've got two girls who love girly things and they also like monster trucks. They dig monster trucks. They dig Hot Wheels. A couple of them, they like uh, superheroes, like video game stuff, which is always in the boys section, which by the way, you got to get with the times. Girls play video games. Um, But every time we go to the store and we run into the girls section, and this happened to us a couple of weeks ago. They didn't have any Minecraft apparel, Joe. And my eight-year-old Lovecraft, you know that. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is we just, well, we went to, are you ready for this? We went to the boy section, which was exactly three feet away. Right. <laughs> we, found a, we found a Minecraft shirt. Look at that. So <laughs> God forbid you should actually just take your kid to the other section and when they buy toys, see, a lot of the toys that they like are actually in the section that is identified for boys. So now I realize that some people will say, well, see, this case, you're proving their point that there shouldn't be boys and girls sections. But here's the thing. All we do, me, their dad, boy, and then two girls in tow over the weekend at Target, we went one aisle over, Joe, one right. aisle over. And they were able to get all of that stuff. And you know what? We weren't harassed about them being girls in a boys section at all. Isn't that weird? That, that's that's a little strange. I agree. It's almost like 
it's almost like in America, you could, you know, choose to go where you want to go, unless you're in Michigan. But everywhere else, you can choose to go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see. I see. I see the logic. I see it. Okay. All right. I'm just. I'm just making sure that I wasn't a little nuts there because. I mean, security didn't throw me on the ground or anything like that. It was it was really kids were not taken away from me like they would be in Ontario, Canada. Uh, everything was uh, everything was, was hunky dory, and they let us buy the stuff too. It was really really very strange. Happy birthday, Joe, and Thank you, Casey. Uh, be safe out there if you choose to partake, which I have no idea if he will. Um, but uh, wow, he's grown up. He's been with us for so long. Feels like he was five years old when he started with us. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. feels that way. It really does. You know what they say about uh, about good times? They they go fast, right? I I agree. It has been a good time. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it feels like it's been forever, but anyway, we've got more (laughs) coming up. New stock, new stock ninety five three, Michiana's news channel. You believe we're two hours down, folks? We got another hour to go. Follow us online at trovo.live/slash/casey the host.